You are listening to the podcast for learning the language of A Course in Miracles so you can understand the meaning, embody the message, and live the teachings as a way of life. Welcome to episode 28 of this podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Jennifer McSween, creator of this podcast and the Course in Miracles practice coach for taking those who are studying the course from information to application. On this week's episode, I'm going to talk about happiness in A Course in Miracles, what it is, how you find it, and the role it plays, both within the context of the course and in our lives. Now, the way we look at it in the world, happiness is the result of getting what we want, right? Having things go our way and uh, or doing and experiencing certain things that we believe will make us feel good or bring us joy. In other words, make us happy. We see happiness as something that we get from the external world. So it's naturally something we feel we must seek or pursue. As a matter of fact, the pursuit of happiness is one of the three inalienable rights that we have that is written in the United States Declaration of Independence. And this is exactly the way we experience happiness in the world and the way we approach it. Always pursuing it because we feel inherently lacking in happiness. And we believe that if we can only get something from out there, we'll be happy, whether it's a job, a relationship, money, a certification, an accomplishment, a house, what have you. It's always something we feel that needs to come from outside to provide the happiness that we think we lack or that we feel we lack. Yet, when we get it, very often, when we get that thing that we feel is going to do it for us, the feeling of happiness is fleeting. It's temporary. It never, never really lasts. And so once again, we're in pursuit of that elusive feeling of happiness. Now, we've convinced ourselves that it comes from what we do have or experience in the world. And so we go after it again. We also confuse happiness with pleasure or entertainment, you know, some light or frivolous feelings, and purely for the purpose of enjoyment. That we don't really expect to last <laughs> even. You know, so often we hear people say, well, you can't be happy all the time. And if we are going to be honest with ourselves, whenever we find ourselves feeling happy, secretly or maybe even not so secretly, we either expect or fear that it's only a matter of time before we find ourselves unhappy again. So even within ourselves, we pursue happiness, but we really don't expect that it's going to be lasting happiness. But A Course in Miracles teaches that happiness, being a part of love, which is God, is God's nature. And since we are one with God, which is also love, it is also our nature. That being happy, feeling happy, experiencing happiness in the world then, from the perspective of the Course, comes by remembering that we belong to and are one with God, or love, which is all there is. It has nothing to do with getting anything from the external world, 
that we do not belong to, nor are we a part of the world in any way. So our happiness and our feeling has nothing to do with anything in the world. Now, the Course says that when we forget this, which is all the time, when we accept the ego's thought system of separation as the truth, we will experience the idea of separation in the form of a gap or a void between God and us, like something is missing. So we don't feel complete or happy. In turn, we will feel unhappy and seek outside ourselves for something that will make us or bring us the feeling of completeness or happiness that we feel we're lacking. But nothing that we do or get or experience in the outside world will bring us the happiness we're seeking, simply because none of it can, largely because we're not lacking it, right? And besides, everything in the world is really illusory, so it's nothing of substance. It cannot give us anything. Happiness in the Course is radically different, and it plays a much more significant role than it does in the world. In addition to being our natural state, as the Course teaches, which is or which stems from being aware or remembering who we really are, the Course teaches that true happiness is really a decision to forgive or the decision to forgive. And it states in the title of Workbook Lesson 121, Forgiveness is the Key to Happiness. In my book, True Forgiveness, The Proven Path from Pain to Power in Five Simple Steps, I share a 12-step process for putting true forgiveness practices into action into your daily life, and also titled it The Blueprint for Happiness. And this is because entertaining the same mindset, consciousness, or perspective that prevents judgment from coming up in the first place, which is what the decision for forgiveness is, or what will lead you to forgive as opposed to judge, means that you're also remembering the truth that you're one with God, that you're one with love, and one with everyone else. And this decision to forgive by remembering the truth is also the first step in the five-step true forgiveness process I shared in the same book or the book by the same title. Plus, as the Course teaches, remembering the truth of who you are is the source of happiness. Now, the central theme and goal of A Course in Miracles is undoing the ego's thought system which again is responsible for our forgetting, so that we can recognize and remember the truth. The means by which the Course teaches us to do this is forgiveness. Workbook Lesson 62 states, forgiveness is my function. And Lesson 66 says, my happiness and my function are one. Now this puts happiness in a much different light and gives it that more significant role, a much more significant role than that of entertainment, enjoyment, or a temporary pleasurable experience, no? The Course wants us to recognize the distinction between pleasure and happiness. It wants us to recognize that what we refer to as the pursuit of happiness in the world, in any form, is really the pursuit of pleasurable experiences, which are simply substitutes for the love of God that we believe we've separated from. 
and will never satisfy us for the simple reason that it's all an illusion. Anything we desire in the world of form is an illusion and can therefore give us nothing. Now, this does not mean that we should dismiss or deny or ignore our desires or that we should try to repress them, but simply that we first recognize that what we are pursuing are pleasurable experiences, not happiness. And second, recognize that the real motive behind our pursuits is to fill the void left by our seeming separation from God. Now this, the Course says, is that the root of all our seeking or pursuing in the world or the dream that we're dreaming of being in the world. True happiness, according to the Course, can only be experienced when you have a peaceful state of mind. And that is only achieved by the choice to accept the Holy Spirit's thought system or the atonement, which says that the separation never happened as the truth. We also need to recognize that the only part of the mind that desires anything, regardless of how lofty or noble it may seem, is of the ego. By the same token, this doesn't mean that we should feel guilty for having desires or that we should not enjoy pleasurable experiences in the world. Because as long as we identify with our bodies, we will naturally have bodily or worldly desires. In the same way that we have bodily needs, such as eating and drinking and breathing, sleeping, etc., that are natural for sustaining the body, as illusory as it is, and the Course doesn't see it as something wrong. How we are to look at happiness, or how we will find, quote-unquote, happiness in the world, is by being willing to look at the world and everything and everyone around us from a different perspective, through a different set of eyes, so to speak. So when you find yourself seeking or thinking that your feeling of enjoyment, pleasure, or happiness is the result of or can come from anything outside you, realize that you have once again forgotten the truth of who you are. You're once again looking through the eyes of the ego. And see it as a situation or an opportunity to practice forgiveness, which at its core is recognizing the truth behind all the illusory appearances in different forms in the world that appear to be so real. And again, this doesn't mean that you are to cease engaging in pleasurable activities or experiences, you know, or not want to enjoy anything. Just be aware that they are not the source of your happiness. You will naturally experience true lasting happiness because you will no longer be coming from a place or the perspective of filling a void or with the expectation of needing something external to make you happy or thinking that something external will make you happy. In whatever it is you're doing or engaging, when you come at it from this different perspective, you'll be coming from a place of already being happy. You'll be naturally extending happiness and love without having any attachment to the outcome, to who it benefits, or whether or not it will make you feel better or feel joy or feel happy.
in essence, what you'll be doing is you'll be experiencing true happiness because you'll be fulfilling your function of practicing forgiveness. So that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Understanding the Language of A Course in Miracles podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, please leave me a review on iTunes so that others can hear about it, enjoy it, and find it helpful also. And if you have not yet done so, or you're listening for the first time, please do subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Have a great week and see you on the podcast next Wednesday.